2: Plus, every single Borough order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at borough.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST.
3: Hello and welcome to the Manchester City Football Social Podcast. Thank you very much for downloading. If you haven't already, subscribe and make sure you give us a, a good rating. Tonight's show, well, it's a bit of an international break special. We talk a little bit about... Uh, The FA Cup, were we lucky? Mm, Maybe. Were we? (laughs) Were we?
4: Uh, We'll have to find out.
3: (laughs) 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 Correct. And obviously, we talk about the international break. We answer your questions. And if you want to get something for next week's show,
1: make sure you do. And a shout out to our new friend Havis, who texted us eight times during the show. We love you.
0: Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising.
1: Good evening and welcome to the Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. I'm Natalie Pike and I am joined in the studio with the boys from Blue Moon Rising. It's Adam and Alex. Good evening, gents.
4: How do you, Natalie? You all right?
1: Well, even better now for seeing you guys <laughs> and after the weekend or the week indeed that, that we've had. Um, I've got a big smile on my face. I'm feeling pretty happy right now.
3: Yeah, we're being cautious because uh, last time me and Alex were on the show was before the Newcastle game and we got very excited and then we lost. So we're we're more cautious today, but today on the show we've got after last week's roaring success of our 62nd game at the end we've got your questions at the end as well as a little bit about Leroy Sane in the international break what else have we got Alex well there's
4: loads to talk about we've got to go back to the City versus Swansea game what a game it was Um, and we are through to an FA Cup semi-final that we've got to look forward to but do we really deserve to be there it was a (laughs) dubious penalty Aguero looked like he might have been a touch offside to say the least we'll get stuck into that later in the show I'm sure
1: and we want your opinions of course as always you can text. 87711. You can call us 0345 7625 and you can tweet us at Social. But we're going to start with something that's really been irking me. It's really been annoying me and I'm wondering if the guys feel the same and obviously if you guys feel the same listening as well. So we've been getting a bit of stick lately in the media, on social media. Now I hear you shouting what's new? But this in particular is an accusation that we have been getting easy cup run draws. They're saying that every draw we get is easy. What
3: well, do we think? Yeah, they've been favourable.
1: There's, <laughs> yes.
3: there's absolutely no argument, but there's a few reasons why we've had easy, and I'm doing the air quotations before anyone starts saying we're getting easy draws. Because if you look in the domestic co- competitions, FA Cup, League Cup, the other big teams, again in quotation marks, they phoned it in. It's it's not our fault that, that the teams left in the FA Cup, if you look at it that way, Wolves, Watford and Brighton, and people were saying, oh, yeah, so City get to the final, they'll have beaten this lot, that lot, and then Brighton, and then maybe Wolves in the final. That'll be the Wolves that not Liverpool and United out. So, easy runs, I'm going to say, yeah, favourable. But it's just absolutely not our fault. The fact that we've wanted these, these tournaments, the only one that you could probably say we've had the most favourable draws is probably the Champions League, where our, our group was weaker than others. And then we had uh, Schalker in, in the last 16, who were terrible. So, yeah, it's, it's obvious that we've had a, a better run, but a, what, what do you want us to do? <laughs> like, do, you want, do you want us to play anyone else who isn't in the
1: competition? I, I imagine Come there's a, a, a particular radio station out there that would like us to go, no, no, sorry, do the draw again, put all the balls back in, pull another one out. <laughs> this, is, this is too easy. Who?
3: who, who in, in the FA Cup when we drew Brighton, who else did they want us to get? Wolves or Watford? It would still be favourable in everyone's eyes. Oh, yeah, but you drew Burton. Right, well, sorry, let's go back and let's start the whole season again. Sorry that this won't count now if we win it. A bit like the League Cup. Oh, yeah, but you had really easy draws. Come on. Pull the other one. We beat Chelsea in the final. Boring.
4: I mean, it, it, it's a weird... I, I, I don't really understand anyone's point with it because, they go. first off, when you're top of the Premier League and you're the best team in the country, you're the favourite for every game. So by that sort of logic, you know, nice. it's the, every game's every game is an easy game for Manchester City uh, but also like, like Adam said you know these these are the teams take the team seriously and you might as well go oh well they drew Nor- Newport County but Newport knocked out Leicester City you know and it's one of those where you get that they've earned their place to be there just as much Manchester City have and I think it's part of the part of the, um, the way that we approach these games is that Man City have been knocked out by lower league sides you know we were we all remember the FA Cup final <laughs> 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 exactly that's exactly how it, it should be said and so we, we, we know and we been hurt by these teams before, so we take those games seriously, and we beat them, unlike in- the Manchester United to the Liverpool, who take these competitions, sort of, with their well, uh,
3: shots fired. Well, it is it is true, though, because everyone says Liverpool fans are the ones who are at it, let's be honest, let's throw that straight out there. United fans haven't been too hard on that, oh, they've got the easy draws, it's Liverpool fans. Well, who did you get in the League Cup? <laughs> well, you didn't, because you, you phoned that one in, and then the FA Cup, you phoned that one in as well, because you played Wolves and decided, do you know what, we're putting all of our eggs in the league basket, and that didn't work, sir. So.
1: We've just had a text in, thank you very much, you didn't put your name on it, but I very much appreciate no. your text. Manchester United's League Cup draw is uh, seventeen eighteen. they played Burton, then they played Swansea, then they played Bristol City and got beaten.
3: Oh, who who then beat Bristol City in the round after that? I'm just just wondering. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't. And the other thing is, Pep has learned. Alex is bang on. Wigan last year, it's it's a stain on that season. And as you saw in the Amazon doc, that's probably the most irate we'll ever ever see him. And he's learned. Look at the teams that we're putting out in these competitions. It's actually scary. And then the fact that you're bringing Agüero off the bench late on to come and rescue a game is it's is a beautiful thing.
1: That is exactly it for me. You, you can only, as, as cliche as it sounds, you can only beat what's in front of you. And when we go back to that game last season that still makes me stomach knot up against Wigan, Wigan, then, you know, you've got to say we, we didn't beat them last season. We've beaten what's in front of us this year. And like you say, Adam, and I always, always repeatedly say about Pep is that, He takes every single game that we're playing in totally seriously. And he didn't do a Liverpool and put out half a team against Wolves and then get beat. We've gone into every single game with the intention of winning and, you know, we're still in four competitions or we won one and we're still in three. I mean, also, I mean, look at, I mean,
4: how easy are these draws? Because everyone said as well that the Champions League draw, as I mentioned at the top of the show as well, that the um, the Champions League draw has been favourable. But I I don't think it is. I really do think, if you'd asked Pep Guardiola at the start of the season before that Champions League draw was made, do you fancy a trip out all the way to Ukraine? I think he probably goes, no, I think I'd rather play in France or Portugal or whatever. Um, But we go and play those games in in the the cold weather and the tough sort of, the atmosphere. And bear in mind that Donetsk is... Bordering on a war zone as well. Yeah. Climate. <laughs> you know these difficult away days. Um. You look at Hoffenheim. Yeah. All right. The you know the team that are the fourth best team in Germany or whatever. But they're still a very very good side. And then you look at uh, Leon. Leon. And we lost to them. We did lose to Leon. <laughs> and not only that, but Leon then get into the last sixteen and they go and get a draw with Barcelona. Uh, you know they're, they're clearly a side that have earned their place to be in the Champions League. And I remember you know year after year after year because of the weird Pot 1, Pot 2, Pot 3 system that UEFA insist on year after year Manchester United like it's getting like Ottolol Galati and other teams that you can't (laughs) pronounce you know
1: Alex, don't get me started on the coefficient process. I used exactly. to have such a problem with that that is actually pretty much rigged so that teams like United, Mad- yeah. you know, Madrid, Barcelona do get easier teams so that they progress. And the only reason we are now in the pot one is because we actually were the champions that got into the Champions League. And I also have a massive problem with the, the amount of teams The, the
3: Schalke Shul- game is the one where you hold your hands up and go, they were poor. They're, they were the weakest side, probably. But you just have to beat them. And now... The The quarterfinal draw is a weird one. I said, uh, was it on the Friday show? about? Um, I think it was on the Friday show, about Tottenham being the team I wanted. Like, I, I wanted us to get Tottenham for a number of reasons. A, I think Pep's got Potch's number these days. And B, there's no travel, or very little. If you think about some of the draws we could have got, there's flying and there's a lot of messing about. That That Tottenham draw for me was good, so...
1: Did you think it was a good draw, Alex? Were you happy with it? Um, yes and no.
3: I think... Um,
4: I have a weird personal thing with Tottenham Hotspur. I remember <laughs> when we were first starting to get good, and I remember I'd never... Uh, I was old enough to go start into away days. I think I was about 14, 15. Um, and that was the year we were racing with Spurs for fourth place. And I, uh, I've been told about a year before that if we uh, got to the Champions League I'd be allowed to go to a Champions League away day my parents said that to me uh, in the confidence that City were never going to qualify for the Champions League (laughs) two years later Sheikh Mansour is is bankrolling the club and I remember uh, that's the first and only time I've ever cried watching football with Peter (laughs) Peter Crouch so I have this weird sort of personal phobia of Tottenham Hotspur Um, they're a great side I think they uh, will probably be in their new stadium uh, which is uh, definitely going to be a boost and Tottenham are definitely a club Liverpool-esque that get very rogue. Romantic about these big games. It will be one of the biggest games in Tottenham's history. You know? New stadium as well. Yeah, new stadium. Harry Kane on form, you know, Ericsson, Son has been uh, great this season. Yeah. They are a team that can hurt
3: us and um it will definitely be not wanted to, to write off. It could have been worse. Like Barcelona would have been yeah. the the tough one, and you didn't we didn't want Liverpool or United just because we know how how yeah. toxic it would be. The the funny thing's gonna be like, right, let's let's dream big. We beat Spurs and then we've got Ajax or Juve. You wait until people start crying if we draw Ajax because Ajax knocked Juventus out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've drawn Ajax now, how much easier is this? Ajax will have knocked Juve out, who've only lost one game all season. Come on. Oh, yeah.
1: they'll still say it though, won't it's they? It's just getting
3: silly. And now if we if we slightly segue into the fixture congestion, just around that Spurs game, because if we're talking about that Spurs game we may as well go in at the fact that we've got to play them three times in a two week period and that that for me is going to be strange because two managers try to put out teams to beat each other over three games in a row that's going to be weird because after the first game they'll say oh look look how good they were at doing this or and then we'll start to see pep changing his system because you can't play the same system three games in a row against the same team, because you get worked out. Look what he did in the Arsenal game at home, where he put out basically three centre-backs and one left-back, which was really odd, but it worked in the end, and I I imagine we'll start seeing that. I I did want to ask you a very horrible question, right? We've got the two legs in the Champions League and one in the Premier League against Spurs. You can win one. Um, What? You can win one. Someone asked me this the other day. Win
1: one at... At 90 minutes or... You can
3: win one game, Premier League game, at home to Spurs, or the two-legged tie in the Champions League. You can only win one. One
1: game of the three? well,
3: no. I'm really getting into the the
1: details here.
3: No, one tie.
1: Um, We either go
3: through in the Champions League or you win I'll
1: take the Champions League. Because there's still a chance that we can win the Premier League without that. That's my answer.
3: Uh, Compromise. We we beat Spurs
4: in the league, we draw with Spurs over two legs, and Spurs were a team that would absolutely 100% definitely crumble on penalties. Yeah, Um, fine. I love
3: that. Absolutely.
1: Or we don't don't even... Where where are we on away goals? We'll score one... We'll have one all at theirs, nil-nil at ours, and we'll go through.
3: Yeah, I like that. Clever. Clever. My answer is just uh, Champions League, because (laughs) uh, there's the hope then that there's another slip-up, but...
1: Talking about the fixtures,
3: I was going to go on to that. Go on, Nat. Come on, Nat. Um,
1: In case anyone doesn't know, the Cardiff game has now been moved. So, obviously, Mm. that was supposed to be on the 6th of April, but then we got the FA Cup semi-final against Brighton. So, that has been announced today. That has been moved to the 3rd of April uh, at quarter to eight. At night. So, obviously, at night. So, this is your fixture list now looking. So, we've got the international break. And then on the 30th of March, we've got Fulham away. Then on the 3rd of April, we've got Cardiff at home. 6th of April, we've got the FA Cup semi final against Brighton. 9th of April, Tottenham away in the first leg of the Champions League. 14th of April, Palace away in the league. 17th of April, Tottenham at home in the Champions League. 20th of April, Tottenham at home in the league. 24th, away at United. 28th away at Burnley. And then that just leaves us two Premier League games after that in May. So that is effectively from the 30th of March to the end of April, nine games in 30 days.
3: People will end up just, the whole life is just gone in that one month. That's, that's just... It's going to be, gonna be some fights at home over that in there. <laughs> that's outrageous. There was a, a good point made, wasn't there? That um, the, this break that, that's coming now, it's two weeks off. And that might help the fans. I'm not, I'm not sure if, if I totally agree with that, because it might, it might help fans to recover financially, shall we say.
1: I think you need to spend two weeks' quality time with your family. Do as much as you possibly can with your family. Get on some days <laughs> out and stuff, because then from from the 30th, you can write off seeing your kids for a month.
3: yes yeah, it's, it, it's actually terrifying. April is terrifying. But if you think about it, right, let's, again, let's dream big, let's dream big. Nine wins in April. Oh. And um, we're in a semi final of a Champions League. We've got to win two games to win the league. And Ooh, we're in the FA Cup yes. final. Imagine
4: the momentum it would give would be incredible
3: and I think I think you go uh,
4: like sort of full siege mentality you pull up the drawbridge you don't let I think you uh, you get into almost like a World Cup attitude where you play yeah, this, and yeah. I think you make it like a training camp there's already this story that Pep is going to take the team uh, for the uh, the. we have like four games in London back to back or three games in London back to back so Let's we're going to train and it? stay there for a week mm. and it oh, be really? and it'll be like a camp but I think that's of. how you get into it I think you think about what teams go through at internationals when they go through at the World Cup or Euros, that kind of attitude. You're like, we're all staying in the hotel. No one leaves. No one leaves. No one talks to a journalist. No one goes anywhere. This is what we do. We're here to win games. And the rhythm and, I, and the mentality uh, that gives you.
3: Yeah, Pep's yeah. really good though, isn't he? At this one at a time thing. It's a really old cliche, right? One game at a time. Let's beat... Uh, Fulham away next. Then let's beat Cardiff. Then, but he proved the end of last season. That's exactly what he does. Yeah, He he will not start looking at the Tottenham game yet. He'll look at that after we've played the games before. That's going to be... And there's a, a lot of games before. Yeah. There's, there's some huge banana skins as well
1: coming oh, up. Oh, definitely. So,
3: Fulham away won't be easy. Liverpool showed that. That's But both teams, uh, to Liverpool's credit, actually, both teams are in grind mode already. There's, yeah. there's eight, nine games to go in the league. Both teams are not blowing other teams away now in the league. It's going to yeah. be tough because Fulham are fighting for their lives. Cardiff aren't out of it yet. They're both going to be tough games. Palace will be tough because they're not fully safe.
1: And they've had us this season already. They've
3: already beaten us once. Then we've got the three Tottenham games. United's going to be horrible.
1: And then Burnley away is...
3: Burnley away's tough. They're not fully safe. So we're playing teams. We don't play in that period. And you can talk about easy cup runs. The league run, we don't play anyone in that nine games who are A, safe or are not fighting for something. Tottenham and United are fighting for the top four. Uh, and the other sides that we play are all fighting against going down. So there's, there's no yeah. mid-table mediocrity, as people would put it
1: that's, that's tough. really interesting you've got me thinking now about the fact that we're, we're busy talking about the Tottenham game and the United game and you, you're right dotted in there you have got you know Cardiff, Fulham Burnley, Palace do you think there's any chance that the, con- the concentration is going to be any you know somewhere else when you come to those games? No
3: absolutely not, do you it, not it's going to be horrible
4: Do you not think it's Manchester City all over? No, nope. stop even Alex right <laughs> so We've got we Spurs we've got United and we lose at Burnley
1: yeah. Alex! Sorry.'. <laughs> <laughs> stop. Stop. go away. Right, loads more to talk about now. Uh, later on. Obviously, we've still got to cover City versus Swansea, and we're going to have a little chat about the goals. A, a, a quick chat about VAR. I feel like VAR's getting done to death now, but it's like we can't not mention it on this show as well. Um, so yeah, do, do stick with us, and please get in touch. you know 877-1-1 on the text. 034517625. Do give us a ring. We love chatting.
0: Manchester City Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
2: So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Borough order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at borough.com ACAST. That's 15% off at borough.com ACAST.
0: Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Welcome back
4: to the Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. I am Alex. We are talking all things City. I'm here with Natalie and Adam. Get in touch. You can be part of the show as well. Get on your phone. Text in 87711. Or give us a ring. 0345 317625 Or for the kids that are cool, get on Twitter. at MCR Social, And you can give us a follow as well while you're there. Sounds like a treat. Now plenty to get stuck into at the weekend Manchester City travelled down to Swansea City and came back with the result necessary to get us into a cup semi-final Just. I have no idea why I said that like that either I mean, <laughs> <it's laughs> you're talking like a medieval king um, we are back yeah you brought me three points <laughs> came yeah, back the, the um, Pep Guardiola Earl of Lancashire um, but yeah we got the results great but we deserve to be there I don't I'm going to put my hands up I almost didn't want us To score that penalty I
3: just didn't feel comfortable Taking it And then I celebrated us scoring it In a pub full of Welsh people I say Welsh people People who'd been Watching the rugby And then decided That they were Swansea fans (laughs) And there was a Welsh lady Next to me She was lovely But she was She wasn't half giving it out And Swansea were winning So it was It was pretty lovely to, uh, To watch I have absolutely no regrets That that's how we won it Do you know what I prefer winning games like that sometimes. Get people's backs up. And as Alex mentioned before, the dreaded word siege mentality, get everyone else's backs up. It's us against the world. And if you want to win things, you win things in any way, shape yes. or form. It does not matter now. So, so the other day, it's, we are now a club that people don't like. Even if they don't know why, they'll say money or they'll say, ooh, they rig the drawers, as we've already talked about. Who cares? We'll, we'll talk in, in the third section, because there's a great question about this, that it won't count. Nothing we do will count. If we win the quadruple, They will people will have an issue with it Definitely. because of games like this. Oh, remember when they were offside in the Swansea game and there should have been VAR? <laughs> Come on. In five years time, no one will even remember we played Swansea. Never mind the offside. Oh,
4: so. I, I don't know, you know, because I, I do get what you're saying about his part of being a big club and that you're going to upset people whatever, however which way you win. I mean, we, we beat Burton fair and square 9-0 and that wasn't enough for people. That was that was two One too. should it tighter and more dubious. And so now that we've won it <laughs> 3-2 and it was very tight, people aren't happy with that either. <laughs> but still, you know, growing up, I think... Growing up with the North West, you have to choose City or United. And I always thought that City were the good
3: guys. We're the bad United. guys now, Alex. Sorry. I don't want to be... News Newsflash, we are now bad guys. I'm
4: not having it, because this feels a bit like,
3: <laughs> Luke, I am your father. <laughs> I
4: don't want to find out that we're one of them, you know? We I are think,
3: bad guys. We're the nice guys. Mm, we are to us. And, <laughs> and to be fair, Pep looked extremely embarrassed after it. You've got to... For all the criticism he gets as well, the... The uh, humility shows in things like that. is is pretty strange sometimes that he he came out and said, "Look, it was offside, and uh, it it might not have been a penalty." Mm. But what what can you do? Has anybody got a suggestion?
1: Oh, well, well I, I don't have a personal somebody suggestion, but did. I, I mean, I can repeat a suggestion that has been going no around Twitter. Names named. We will not name the names because, in general, as we all know, it is clickbait. It is clickbait and it is promotion that they it's come out rubbish. with some particularly ridiculous things. But somebody out there has suggested, I honestly hope they weren't serious and it was just some sort of clickbait, that we offer Swansea a rematch. No, Nat, that's not clickbait. That's people are
3: actually that weird.
1: No, people I just can't are believe it.
3: weird. Yeah, but crack on. Like I said, tomorrow morning, let's just have it tomorrow morning in a park. <laughs> what do people expect? Swansea gonna have a <laughs> replay? Let down. Do people want a, re- a rematch? And Swansea are already two nil up. How is that gonna work? We have a rematch. But actually, Swansea are 2 0 up and it's well, half time.
1: I was wondering if we're going to do Come that on. then, does that mean that um, we can go back and look at all the decisions? So, can we get a replay on that Wolves game where they, ha- they handballed the ball into the net? Yes. So, we is get three okay. points for that one. Can We get three points there, yeah. Yeah,
3: that's how it works now. So, we'll replay the Wolves game if Swansea. So, if, if Swansea and Wolves and the FA are listening, we'll replay the Swansea game if we can have the three points from Wolves.
1: Because I don't remember people saying <laughs> that, that Wolves had stolen points off us and that Wolves should <laughs> offer us a replay. This is the first time I've ever heard it. No, Ref didn't see it.
3: Does it count? But, oh
4: VAR, ooh. yeah. I, I do like your suggestion that we should, we should haggle it. All
1: right, we'll have a rematch, <laughs> but we should. That's not, we'll get, we should not
4: play football anymore. We'll all just negotiate and we'll go, actually, well, we win the Premier League, but we'll have that as a replay and we'll go back. It's, well,
1: I'm um, proper stubborn, so I should probably be the representative then, <laughs> yeah. because I'm not backing down. If, uh,
3: did I feel sorry for Swansea and the fans? No. Um, no, <laughs> I, a little bit. Like, it's not, if you're a Swansea fan, it's not nice. Right you've you've gone two 0 up you're in absolute dreamland there was a good shot of the fans actually where there was a little girl just sat oh, there. I say yeah. little she was, she was old enough to know better but she was sat there getting very like she was shocked and overexcited and yeah we broke the hearts <laughs> <laughs> sorry
4: your justification for that is you've got some vendetta with a little girl that's the <laughs> <laughs> for
0: I didn't know
1: how shocked I didn't know
3: I had, but <laughs>
1: No, it's... No, I know what you're saying. And, and you know what? It's, it's a hideous football cliche and I'm really sorry that I'm going to say it. So all feel free to roll your eyes and, and tut. But you win some, you lose some, you know, they even themselves out. Yeah, and they don't. But
3: <laughs> they just never do. If No, no, they don't. And do you know what? Hands up, yeah, the bad guys and the big clubs because they're inter- interlinked now. If you are a big club, again, I'm doing... Uh, quotations. If you're a big club, you are the bad guys to anyone who is lower in the leagues or whatever. And Swansea have every right to feel hard done by, but that's football. And the next thing is VAR. And the big outcry is uh, all clubs should have VAR in the FA Cup. If the Premier League clubs can have it, why can't Swansea? And that is fair. Fair game on that. But that's not Manchester City's fault. We were one of the clubs who voted for VAR in every game. We Pep said that straight. We want it. He wants it because then, like you say, it will even itself out because it's fair mm-hmm. and everyone gets the same. How is that our fault? Direct your outrage at the FA, yeah. not not a single club who benefited from a decision.
2: Well,
1: we've had, we've had another text again. Pop your name on it so we can give you a little, you know, little shout You've not out. Got there. the number saved. Um, saying, uh, remember, Liverpool United fans are moaning about it. Well, they should be blaming their own clubs for not voting for it. And like you say, exactly. we voted. We voted for. But it's, I think it's probably worth saying as well. Obviously, if you're listening to this program, you're, you're most likely a Manchester City fan. Unless you know, um, you're just you know flicking through or tr- trying to find a new podcast, you're very welcome on here. But we're talking about the fact that it was perhaps a dubious penalty and perhaps an offside goal that meant we ended up winning three two. Do you agree with that, Alex? I mean, it,
4: it is a dubious one, isn't it? Uh, I, I, I'm personally in favour of VAR. Uh, or VAR, uh, if you prefer. I think it's um, I, with Adam on that one. I think, let's put this, it, what, it's what, this idea that clubs haven't got the technology to install. They PAR. were in the Premier League last year. Yeah, and also. Yeah, last year, uh, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Has no one in Wales got a mobile phone to watch it on? Like, it's surely getting a, a, a screen into Swansea City is no, no issue. Um, and that goes for any football club. They had um, the camera angles, it was on TV. Yeah, yeah, That's that's yeah. the thing. It, you know, it's a very juiced one. Um, I'm in favour of VAR personally. I know it's a very divisive issue and some people are really, really against it. But I, I don't understand why it has to be in one match and not another I agree, in the same I agree. competition. Imagine that with any other rule that a referee could use. Imagine we go, oh, well, that game, they're going to play the offside rule and that game they're not. <laughs> or that game, you can get yeah, sent I off and that game, that. And you can't. Or in this one, there's going to be 11 substitutions and this one, you can't make any. It seems weird. If you're going to do it in a competition, none of this, this game or that game, every game and every competition or every game in no competitions personally you yeah. either commit to it and or do I agree um but do you know what rather than argue about the decisions my issue as a city fan is that we let it get to that point and not to be negative to Swansea yeah. but we were overwhelming favourites that game they're a team that are division below her they looked the much better team the first goal was yeah. incredible take no credit away from him but the defending before it was woeful yeah. um, Delf gave away a penalty and you go hang hey, on a minute if we are going to play nine games in April we talk about squad depth all the time where was it? because quite frankly
3: we made Swansea we, look we like were Champions poor. League we yeah. were very very poor and I don't want to give Delf too much for a hard time really like him as a bloke as a player very like got a lot of time for him but he he is just an accident waiting to happen when he goes so many games without playing he has this kind of passion and drive and you can kind of see it in the game where if he makes a mistake somewhere on the field he'll do anything he can to try and rectify it whether that's calamitous as it as it's been look at that Wigan game last year pep did not forgive him for months months and months and then he, he obviously played a big part in us in the league in the end, because that's just the way things work. We won't see Fabian Delft now play for City this season. I'll, I'm going to say that. we will, I don't think we'll see Even
1: him Even though he's dropped out of the England squad as
3: well. No, I don't think we'll see him. I just, Pep seems to have this thing and it's not, not obviously not just Delft. When players are repeatedly making very silly mistakes, he just seems to lose his head. So... I don't think we'll see him this season. Look at Zinchenko, and we'll get onto him again later because he's our shining light <laughs> at the moment. Look at him playing left back. He's not a left back. And we know how good Delft was last year, but yeah, that was bad. And he didn't cover himself mm. in any glory either. Are you
1: worried then about the squad depth at all? Are you worried about the fact that we had to essentially bring Aguero on to kickstart the result? Uh, yes and no that's, mean, that, that's why you
4: have key players yeah. is that they, you know, there's a reason that Aguero is Sergio Aguero and he was on the
3: bench for that reason for that reason mm-hmm. that's
4: why um, it is alarming that the players that you know Premier League international footballers couldn't get the result you know before that point point. Um, and it does raise questions because if Swansea can find us out and you think, Man, yeah. we're in it. playing sh- Spurs when we're going to have bookings? The international yeah. break is coming. Inevitably, someone else will get injured. You know, there are question one, marks. One thing, thing that game
3: sport. screamed was: Swansea need to go and do absolutely everything they can to win that game. They got the two goals and then they sat back, but they looked absolutely exhausted by yeah. the end of it. Yeah. That's where the different levels come in. Spurs will not come at us like that because they know how we play. Swansea just had to go for it. They had all the fans in. It was that was the biggest game of the season for them because they could have got to Wembley and that and at one point they nearly did. But at half time, City were still favourites to win the game.
1: 2-0 yeah, I mean, down I looked on I, I know a few people did Scary. looked onto a you know a, a whatever betting site you look on I personally don't bet um, and do you know what in fact I'm so rubbish at betting but I knew that this wasn't good at half time for us to still win the game it was 10 slash 11 so yeah, what is that? that what's that
3: You if you put Eleven quid on you get 10 back. So
1: that's rubbish, right? Anything. Yeah,
3: you're yeah. not even doubling your money. And that
1: was 2-0 down at yeah. half time. Yeah. yeah. And
3: there's a reason for that, because we could never have been as bad as we were in the first half. I saw someone say, oh, well, the the penalty, obviously, was the decider in that game. But that that's a different right. Ra- okay, was it a penalty? I uh, I'll say Probably yes, because penalties are now the softest thing in the world. Look at look at yeah. all the ones yeah. that have been given this season. It's stupid now.
1: I would say no, but I think the referee would say I yes. I agree.
3: I agree. I wouldn't give it if I was a ref, yeah. but there's a reason I'm not a ref. But you can see why it's given. Look at all that. We've had worse penalty decisions than that this season. And look at some, I don't want to say Liverpool again, but they've had some questionable ones as well. And they'd admit that. That wasn't the deciding uh, decision. The offside was.
1: The, pen, it was, the penalty,
3: yeah. even if it went to VAR, would have been tight.
1: And it it was offside, but my issue with the the offside was what, and obviously this is why VAR's been introduced, but what are these, Like the assistant referee has a minimal amount of jobs. Everybody could see that that was offside. Yeah. I don't think it was marginal. Like, how has the assistant referee not picked that up?
3: No, that's that's why everyone wants VAR. Yeah. Because of the human error. And there's loads of it. But... We were lucky, let's let's be honest. But we,
1: you make your own luck as yeah. well. And I think in defence of us, yes, fine, let's accept the two goals would have probably been ruled out if Farr had been in this game. But I still don't necessarily think that means we would have lost because no. I think we were in the mentality where we could step up a number of gears and we would have found a way of winning that game.
3: Yeah, I, I agree on that. I think the penalty would have been given just because we've seen ones that have been given with VAR. The offside would have been ruled out. Who's who's arguing that we wouldn't have won that game at 2-2 exactly Swansea looked dead on the feet and they'd put in a hell of a shift but who's who's saying that we we weren't winning that game not sure
4: (laughs) Well, we're going to find out, but it's to be discussed uh, at length. We could be here all night, but we are going to come back shortly after this break. We're going to be playing 60 seconds and talking through the international break. Don't miss it. Join us in a few moments.
0: Manchester City Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising.
3: Good evening and welcome back to the Manchester City Football Social with Blooming Rise and I'm Adam Keith and I'm joined by Nat and Alex. It's been a fast show. We've uh, rattled through a few subjects. The, the lucky or not lucky Swansea win at weekend and we've talked a little bit about City's well, alleged easy cup runs and uh, rematch against Swansea. We've done all of that. Uh, in this section we get your questions in. We've already got a few from Twitter. Uh, if you've got any more, tweet us at at MCR Footy Social. Text us on 87711 or give us a call on 0345-301-7625. But first, let's talk very briefly about the international break. I'm sure we'll go into it in much more detail next week. Do we like the international break? Is it good timing? Is it bad timing? Nah, you're a big fan, are not
1: you? Uh, a bit of both. I absolutely not <laughs> hate international football in general when I'm thinking about City because I just worry about our players going off and getting injured. Um, you know that that's that's like the international break to me is just looking at results, looking at news things and making sure no one's been injured. Correct. Um for the ones that aren't playing I think it's a good break that's come at a good time because we are going to go into this intense nine games in 30 days period. So I'm happy about that. And I do think it's a nice break for us and maybe it'll save us a couple of quid with all these games coming up.
3: Alex, you've uh, you've had a look at who's playing who. What? Who are the main people? It, I love how we're all just looking out for injuries.
1: This is, this is <laughs> that
3: part of the season where I really could not care less who wins, who loses, who scores, just come back. In one piece. Exactly. Who, who've we got? Who's, who's does, in danger? It does feel inevitable that someone
4: get injured. Uh, I mean, Sterling and Walker, the England boys, of course, play the Czech Republic and Monaco, um, so not too far travel to for them. Um, and to be honest, we're quite fortunate in terms of where the players are going. Um, I mean, uh, Bernardo Silva's played for Portugal, but they've played both games at home, so he's not really got too much problem to do Uh, Mares plays for Algeria but again both the games are at home so hopefully there won't be any injuries there Um, De Bruyne plays for Belgium um, but they will be playing for Belgium at home in in Brussels so really to be honest as international breaks go it's not to worry. Oh, the only nice. one the only one to worry about is Edison and Jesus uh, going all the way to uh, America. I was about Brazil. to say, is
1: there no one going across the <laughs> world? And, but
4: they play for Brazil a home game against Panama, which do they really need Edison and Jesus to beat Panama-Brazil? Edison doesn't even <laughs> play for him. Bring well, him exactly. So he's going all the way to Brazil to sit on the bench. Good. But then they're going from Brazil
3: to play an away match at the Czech Republic. That's closer. And, and then coming back to the UK. I tell you who's going to travel the furthest, players who don't play. You can guarantee Aguero will be in Miami again because he absolutely loves America, yeah. doesn't he? So yeah. those players will travel. But we are having
1: a break, so that's fine. Again,
3: will we? yeah, it's a really nice break for some of these players. Aguero not called up, the port not called up, Stones, Delph yeah. sent back. I'm
1: not even that. getting upset or annoyed about that. I'm like, woo! Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> bring, bring everyone back in one piece, and that's all we hope for. Another good talking point, international break. Let's go totally off topic because why not? It's Tuesday night. LeRoy Sane's coat please rate it if uh, anyone hasn't seen go on twitter and type in LeRoy Sarnay coat he's wearing a coloring book um i am i am told it's worth 5 grand though so it's a big coloring book what what do you two think it, fashionistas it, uh, yeah, well as the the voice of
4: uh my fashion myself um i reckon I'm dressed head to toe in Oof, £18, pounds, I reckon. Leave me <laughs> on his coat. They haven't seen it. So it's like a sort of fluffy woman Teddy bear. number. He's wearing it inside out. Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah. It's, it's sort of scrawled with uh, what looks like children's hands. Last day at school. <laughs> yeah, last day at school. You know when
1: you, okay. you're
3: leaving the school. And, you and have people pay five
1: grand for this? Because, I mean, I've got an 18-month-old who yeah. to scribble.
3: Yeah, I've got I've got a primary yeah. school and... So, uh, I, two birds with one stone. Ooh. You could be fashionable in that. You could buy a five-grand coat and have a five-grand coat. And the little one can scribble on it. Amazing. And it won't make any difference. I
1: was thinking I'm going to go buy a Primark coat and then sell it to Leroy Sarney with Reggie's scribbles on it.
3: <laughs> well, the final thing on that is, a bit of a sour note on it before we go into the 60 second game, um, the press have gone after him in Germany. What? Very similar to uh, a Sterling back page. They've just gone in with a picture of Sane and they've put next to everything he's wearing, how much it costs oh. and it's disgusting. But, We've seen how Sterling's dealt with it and he's dealt with it magnificently. I hope that they get off his back ASAP and healthy.
4: I'm certainly no expert in the German media, but as far as I know, Leroy Sane is uh, perhaps not as bad as as Sterling, but he's certainly like a figure. He's sort of painted as a loose cannon. He's painted as someone who's more Mm. uh, interested with the celebrity side of football, which might have been behind if everyone remembers. He was left out of Germany's ill-fated World 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 Cup Cup squad. You know, he he does seem to be that controversial figure. But what I like about Leroy Sane is he's like the anti-Ronaldo. The anti Cristiano Ronaldo, because I think there's like in the way that he plays, and the way that he walks, and the way that he moves, he has a lot of Ronaldo's yeah, yeah, game big. about him. But when you look back to when Cristiano Ronaldo was 22, 23 years old, and he was painted as a bit of an ego and a bit full of himself, and arguing with referees, yeah. and yeah. Um, you know, by the standards of Manchester City, Sane not the hardest worker on the pitch. you sort quite of, shy, I, but I feel like he is building towards that mm-hmm. superstar level, and yeah. with that
3: comes the wobbly fashion choices. We've all made fashion mistakes, is what I'd say. We've all all made fashion mistakes. Maybe we should do that next time and bring in a picture of (laughs) ourselves and put it on Twitter.
1: I wore blue lipstick to the 99 uh, playoff final. Do bring
3: it in. We'll do that on Twitter. We'll post some pictures. But time is running away from us, as usual. And we have got seven questions this week maybe we're just going to go for seven because we like scoring seven goals this year Woo. so the dj is going to set us up here with uh some some timings he so didn't, what's the rules around he didn't like that we've got 60 seconds we've had um questions from twitter from our lovely followers and they've sent in some questions we have to try and answer as best as we can in 60 seconds i'll read them out i'll tell you who's going for it and let's see if we can keep it in the six seconds so Ooh. are we ready Yes. All right. All right. right, so question one is from at Jaco Raticas. Sorry, I'm going to ruin everyone's name here. And the first question is, would you take Sancho back over Mares, Alex?
4: Go. 100%. As much as I like Riyad Mahrez, Jadon Sancho is lighted up the Bundesliga. He is English, he's homegrown. He is the one that got away. Natalie.
1: Yes, reluctantly, yes. Although I don't like the fact that Sancho wanted to leave us. Um, He had the opportunity to stay with us and I do like loyalty. Marez could have gone to anywhere and he came to us, so he's definitely got that on his side.
3: Uh, I'm going to say yes and no. I would like Sancho. I wish we didn't let him go in the first place, but he wanted to leave and, as we discussed on the Friday show, he would have no qualms to join Manchester United. And that's already grating on me. The fact that he would probably go there. And Mares has done well over 10 goals, over 10 assists in all comps. So he's hardly had a bad season, despite what anyone else is saying. So I'm having him. Alex, you? Uh, I'm Sancho. Sancho.
1: I'm 50-50, but I'll go go 51-Sancho.
3: Oh, bang on time. Question two is sent from our very own Sam Lee. And this is an interesting one. Would you rather have five Zinchenkos in your squad or two Bernardo Silvers? <gasps> Natalie Pike, go.
1: Oh, oh, oh <laughs> this is really tough. Um, I'm, I don't know. I absolutely love Zinchenko. and um, He's becoming an absolute superstar in the team, isn't he? His work rate is incredible. Um, but Bernardo Silva, to me, is probably our player of the season. So I'm going to take two Bernardo Silvers. I
4: am going to go five Alexander Zinchenko's. Uh, reason being, Zinchenko is the... And this won't sound like praise, but it really is. He is the James Milner of the future. He will be that player that could play every position <laughs> as he goes up. He, could
3: I agree. up. he could play on the wing, he could play up front, he could play in goal. A United fan, five, a United United fan said Zinchenko is like John O'Shea, but for the for the new style of football. <laughs> he could play absolutely anywhere. But We've really Bra- not
1: flattered Bernardo Silver is, is, is
3: my favourite player and he's absolutely yeah. adorable. So if we could have two of him with that little left foot, look at his finish against Swansea. For as much as I love Alexander Zinchenko, I want two Bernardo Silvers in our squad. Me too. So I'm having two Bernardo's. Two. Sorry, Alexander. Really sorry. We love you. He doesn't rap as well as Zinchenko. We'll get onto that another show. <laughs> um, third question is from at MCFC Knox, who's MCFC Knoxville, so all the way in the States, very good. Um, is it time to start considering the Q word? And I'll go first with that one. Let's go with that one. Yes. It's the middle of March and we're still in three competitions. We've won one. We're in a semi-final against Brighton. If we beat Brighton, we've got Watford or Wolves. Favourable draws, as the media might say. And Champions League beat... We've got to win three more ties and we win that. Win nine games in the Premier League. I've just simplified it too much. Yes next
4: I'm going to go yes as well I'm going to join you Adam but only for us as fans we have the right to dream that's what makes football fun the highs and lows the expectations without it what could come of the disappointment we will. Uh, we are so used to tasting but I don't want to see Pep Guardiola I don't want to see the players talking about it I want to see them yes. focusing on the next three points
1: I'm going to say no just because I don't want us to end up being disappointed if we do a treble mm-hmm. like oh we didn't do a quadruple <laughs> but we won the Champions League and the Premier League and the League Cup like if we win three things it'll be incredible if we win two things and you know, if we win the league or the Champions League it'll be incredible so I don't want us to start talking about it because I, I don't want it to are, diminish Are we setting treble? ourselves
3: up for failure there? That no. is the worry That's the Manchester City way <laughs>
1: no. No.
3: Excellent Right next question is from at Pact mouse In yeah, don't get that, but yeah, wonderful name. Uh, who is your number one Fernandinho replacement? Nat, let's go to you first.
1: I'm going Neves from Wolves, although I am put off by the alleged £100 million price tag that Wolves are putting on him. I don't want us to spend £100 million on anybody. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But in terms of, you know, as 21, he's just been called up to the Portugal squad. He's going to be playing alongside Bernardo Silva. You can imagine them getting this cute little Portuguese partnership going on in midfield. So at the minute he's the only, the only person I can I can think of. But, but I, I do also want to say I'd rather Fernandinho stayed and stayed to, into his forties.
4: Uh, mine is Eric Garcia, the young lad from the academy yes. we have seen in flashes this season. But is there a young player as confident on the ball and obviously as a centre back by nature has got the defensive qualities as well? Why spend fifty million on Declan Rice? Why spend a hundred million on Ruben Neves where there is a homegrown replacement ready to be exploited?
3: I wanted Frankie De Jong and I'm still very, very sad about this. Um, he's still my number one Fernandinho replacement. Quite sadly, I feel like we've had a, a messy breakup. Oh no, didn't even have time. Next question um, from Lickith, I think the name, underscore BR. Uh, we have four games in 16 days in London. Should Manchester City build a training facility down south? <laughs> uh, Alex, try and pick the bones out that one. Um, I don't think we're going to get it done in three weeks but this
4: problem will probably uh, continue in the future and yes, I think we should. Two reasons, number one um, it will be great for us to have someone to stay and number two, it will definitely upset Tottenham, Arsenal and Chelsea, which I think (laughs) is our number one motivation. No. Let's
1: build a hotel and a training complex and get it sponsored by another Abu Dhabi-type company just to annoy everybody. Yes.
3: Yeah, I'm 100% yes. Uh, and then we can be really kind and we can be good guys again and let other people use it in our absence. Lower league clubs, Lower grassroots, league. Yes. academies, and like you say, we can, we've can. we got four games in 16 days. It would make sense and stop all the travel. So, yes, uh, whoever sent that in, that is, that yes, is it. a we good suggestion. It. But yeah. not in the next three weeks. It's too oh, tight. Turn around. Next question. Um, This is from Hafiz, who was texting us in earlier. So not one from Twitter, but feel free to send them in however you want. Will a City player win an individual award this season? I'll have a go at that. Um, Probably not. Van Dijk's already going to win the player of the year. The player is not decided after the league's won, so it doesn't matter if we win it. He will win it, and probably quite rightly so, especially if they win it. But we've had Sterling, Silver and Aguero who have been phenomenal. It hasn't gone to a defender though for absolutely ages, so I'm not sure. We, we're we not going to, no one's winning the Ballon d'Or from City this year. Let's be honest, doesn't matter if Aguero gets the 40 goals, he is never winning player of the year.
4: Uh, I am going to say no as well I think you're all right I think the media have already anointed uh, Van Dyke the best player who's ever played football the man is a superhero he can do anything he'll be top scorer this season he's going to solve Brexit he's going to uh, solve homelessness in Manchester Virgil van Dyke. is there anything more than I can do that's Vincent Company
1: that's doing that thank it you it is actually
4: it is Manchester City though we're a team yeah. and actually we've had superstars all over the pitch.
1: I say yes we are going to win the individual Award not the PFA because that will go to Van oh, Dyke. we are going to win a Football Writers Award because we are are going to win three or four trophies this season? I'm
3: Raheem Sterling will we young player of the yep. year, so everything I just said was a lie. Yep. Um final question. This is the toughest one, and it's Sam Lee being very serious. Here we go, let's get through this quickly. Is Twitter ruining football? <coughs> As
4: somebody who has a career in Twitter and football, absolutely not it's the future. I think it's the voice of the fans. That's how people interact with it, true, that you can contact any player, any manager, any club at any time. It has let the debate go 24 hours.
1: I think Twitter is ruining not only football, but life in general, and we'd all be better just deleting it and getting on with our lives. It gives people the, the chance to voice their opinion on a national stage to the point where they suddenly think they're a journalist. You're not a journalist, you've got a Twitter account.
3: Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if we can top that, but it's, it's true. Sam's point was nobody's going to get any credit for anything ever somebody could solve Brexit whilst winning four trophies and it doesn't matter because Aguero was offside at Swansea (laughs) nothing matters anymore and that is that for 60 seconds for the second week get in touch next week for your with your questions at BM Rising and at my MCR footy social I absolutely love that
4: that's the first time I've played and that clock in headphones (laughs) that's like a Chinese punishment of war that's brutal (laughs) I'll be hearing that in my sleep
1: thank you so much for listening thank you for texting in all of your questions we're sorry we didn't get to them all there was absolutely loads Um, as always please do subscribe to the podcast and give us a review you can get it anywhere that you do uh, download your podcasts
0: Manchester City Football Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show
1: Oh, what a show. Thank you
4: so much for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already. We really enjoy making this podcast and we hope you enjoy listening to it. If you do, we've been nominated for the Football Blogging Awards uh, for Best Podcast. If you'd like to vote for us, that would be amazing. You can do that on Twitter uh, and you have to tweet the following phrase. I am voting for... MCR Footy Social in the at the FBAs for hashtag please, please, best please. podcast. Pretty please. Please, please, we
1: want a night out, please. Yeah. It'll be lovely.
4: Night out on, We've been on our boss, please. Focus, please so we're going to get uh, taken out a load of beers if we get to go to the awards Pretty ceremony. please. Um, and to be honest, the content. honest, I really like beers. So <laughs> please do <laughs> that. Um, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again. This has been the Manchester City Football Social.